0: Hello, and welcome back to The Last Journey Podcast. Today, we're gonna to talk all about how I opened my second location and how I structured my business model to be copy and pasteable. I use this term a lot because it is the best way to describe like how to basically clean up all of your systems and processes in your business to make sure that you can just easily replicate it over and over again with minimal effort. So, you know, that didn't always come easy to me. I had to kind of learn it Along the way, and all of the tips and tricks that I learned, I want to kind of share a high-level overview for you, because even if you are not necessarily looking to open a second studio today or tomorrow, maybe you just want to focus on strengthening the core, um, the core processes in your single salon. That way, one day maybe you can copy and paste it, or um, even better yet, let's just say one day you want to um, sell your salon or. I don't know, whatever you could possibly want to do, the first thing that they look at in a strong business is to make sure that all of the systems are written down, that it's replicable, that if anybody came into your business, let's say a new employee, um, that they'd be able to kind of learn your processes easily and be able to carry them out themselves. That is what we wanna look at when it comes to being able to, you know, not necessarily sell your salon, but when you as a salon owner want to actually step back one day where the business is actually running itself, the first step to that is making sure that your systems and your processes are scalable. So let's start with um, the story of why I opened my second studio. If you remember in my origin story, the first episode of this podcast, I kind of talked about um, why I opened my second studio, which was just that I felt like I had kind of outgrown the space that I was in. I mean, I actually did. We had four studio spaces and we had seven people or no, I guess five people working out at, at that time. At our highest, we had seven people working out of those four rooms and it was crazy. But I knew that the demand was already there for my business and I knew that like with us being in one of the upper areas of Delaware, that there was still a lot of the lower state that was traveling up. Like we had people traveling like sometimes two hours just to get their lashes done. We had them traveling um, quite frequently, but I also felt like it was also limiting us to all of those people traveling up because being from down south in the state. I I knew growing up that nobody ever really liked to travel to Wilmington where my first studio location was. So I had this idea to kind of bring LaBelle Studio into Middletown, Delaware, which is where I grew up and where I was from, a really like hot and booming place. Um, I guess we've been open now since 2017. So back then I knew we had a lot of people moving from New York and New Jersey. Everybody knew that Delaware was the place to go to get a lot for your money. And to have like a nice area, nice schools and Middletown was the place to be. So I kind of had a little bit of foresight in knowing that that was going to be like the next up and coming area. And the fact that I was from there and already had a big following there, it was really easy for me to um, look into opening a space there. And I just automatically knew that it was going to do well. I had no doubts in my mind, especially because now we've kind of crossed from that upper space in Delaware to that middle space in Delaware. Now the people who are coming from the beaches down below could drive up to that midway point. So I figured it was the, um, the next best move. And I luckily was very right. So, um, now let's kind of like back up a little bit more. So again, I had five employees and I had at that time, my, um, her name is Courtney, who is now my director of operations. She was a front desk manager. So I finally felt that I had that right hand person to help me through this process. And at the time back then, I had been approached about or I had been approached by a business consultant who was not in our industry, but she was just like, Hey, I'm gonna teach you the best business possible way to kind of like replicate your business. And it was perfect because we had this big project coming up. And um, the things that I learned from her in the short time that I was with her, it was invaluable. I learned um, the first things that I needed to do was to actually create that internal structure that a lot of us in the beauty industry, we don't really think about when it comes to, you know, starting our businesses. We're just like, okay, we're, we're, in the trenches doing clients ourselves, we start hiring people and now we're like equally as busy because we haven't dropped any of our clients and we're still, you know, trying to train these people and we don't have a training program and we're just kind of like throwing all inhibitions to the wind and trying to figure it out. So I really like the fact that when I worked with her, she sat us down and was like, okay, you need to get like the basic business systems and processes down. And once you define those, it's going to be a lot easier to replicate them. So what do you need first to copy and paste your business model? Let's start there. So systems, we have, um, systems and processes. And when I talk about processes, I'm not only just talking about internal processes, but processes with hiring and onboarding your employees, bringing them on, um, how you have like your HR set up and all of the things that you would expect an employee to do without you necessarily being there, breathing down their shoulders because who wants that? Right. So, um, That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about processes. Like what are the processes that you want your employees to follow um, if you're not there? And then lastly, kind of developing that onboarding program and training program for your team. So if you are looking to expand and now you're not just in one location, you're thinking about opening a second location. The first thing I'm going to ask you is what are your processes for internal training? Like, do you have it defined? Most of the time somebody might have like a basic little thing that they do, but for the most part, it's that business owner who's trying to stress out and figure out how can I step away and take the time to train all of these new people. And when you start adding employee after employee, after employee, that gets to be really um, like a lot on your mental and your time. And I've found even with myself, one of the issues was I would purposely maybe put off hiring someone because I was so busy with other things. And it's like, I knew my business needed that, but I couldn't be bothered with having to like trade my time to train them at that certain point. So um, that is why coming up and developing that onboarding and in-house training program is so important okay so let's talk about systems first how do you replicate your systems the first thing that I recommend is having a really strong salon management software I have tried four different systems in my lifetime I started out with vagaro I um, even when I opened up the second location I had that split and um, I don't think that there's anything wrong with vagaro I think that it's a really good like basic starting point for a business but um, there were definitely some things at the time that I didn't really like about So I kind of kept looking for more. I then switched to a bigger salon software system that was more or less for, um, that was more or less for, uh, hair salons. And then I, um, knew that I didn't like that one either because it had a really bad system when it came to online booking and just the interface of how all of that looked. There was all of these management reports, but I didn't even need to use half of them or I felt like they weren't really accurate in reading like what my actual employee um, performance indicators were. So got rid of that. Um, and plus it was really expensive at the time and not doing what I needed to do. I then decided I wanted to really find a software system that was, um, really customizable when it came to online booking. So I did all of this research. I found out that acuity had like all of these different ways that you could customize the, the, um, online booking process. And I fell in love with it. What I didn't realize was the biggest mistake of my, my business career was probably investing all of this money to have Acuity built out specifically for our salon. And then it was like the first day we went to go take, um, take payment from a client and they handed us cash. And we were like, wait a minute, like this isn't letting us take cash. So, you know, we're calling, we're scrambling, we're, we're contacting Acuity. Like you know, we we just opened up our salon like for the day. Um, this is our first day using cutie. They're handing us cash. Like, what do we do? And they're like, you know, we're not like, we are not made to run a salon. Like we are made to be like a scheduling system. And in all of that, you know, work with them, all of the months that it took to build out this program with um, their third-party rep, like I couldn't believe that nobody really had this conversation. But of course I always, you know, I always like looked at it as like, well, I could have looked at it in it, into it further too. But I felt like that was something that should have been really explained. And then I had to backtrack that same day and try to figure out, okay, well now how do we take cash? I had to get a, um, you know, a third party system, like POS system, Square, just to be able to take transactions. And then Acuity is not communicating with Square. And it just ended up being a huge freaking mess. So enter in what I found to be the best way to solve all of these system problems I had. I was looking for something that was streamlined, something that was going to not only run my CRM, my cl- my client management stuff, have all of the notes for my clients. Um, I wanted a really easy app for my employees to be able to view their goals, view their, um, view their appointments for the day, all of that stuff. I ended up finding the best software system that streamlined all of that. And it is called Forest. So if you are in the um, if you're in the market for a new system, I highly recommend checking that out. We've had it for, you know, a while now. And it was probably one of the best investments I made with like really making my business super, super um, strong when it, when it came to like streamlining and making processes easy for my employees. Like, yeah, it was a little bit tough to get used to at once. But if I knew about that, like way back in the day when I first, um, when I first was multiplying my businesses and stuff like that, I, I would have gone into it like straight away instead of having to worry about all of these different software changes. So I can't, um, I can't speak on that enough, just making sure that you have the right systems in place, especially when it comes to running multiple salons, because some systems, you know, you have to have separate logins for them. What I loved about this is I can literally just toggle back and forth to each of the locations. And you can do that with Vagaro too, but, um, Yeah. Acuity was like a total mess for that. Um, The other software I had envisioned total mess for that. So let's try to figure out and um, make things easier on us. Because when you have all of this extra workload placed on you, um, what we want to focus on is making sure that we can just like streamline things and make it easy for your employees to like follow. So that is with that system. The second system that really changed my business and made everything just like tightened up and copy and pasteable was trying to come up with a way that we could communicate in house when it came to all of my admin employees, when it came to um, you know one location communicating with the next, let's just say a client calls and you know they're trying to call my one location but they get the second one and blah 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 blah. I think that it was Easier to have this like local centralized like label studio um, communication port where we house everything from like our recorded like um, client conversations, not recorded like in a phone sense, but like if we ended up talking to a client, like we would take notes on that client and no matter which location you're working in, or even if you're not at work and you see something come up that you were working on, like we can actually go into this software, see what's going on with that client, follow it to completion. Um, we not only do that, but we have all of our, like, um, SOPs are standard operating procedures in there. So when we bring on a new employee, they're able to like go through that, see the whole history of the business, how we run things, um, frequently ask questions. That way, the employees are kind of empowered with their own tools and like really beefed up, searchable online menu for whatever they might need. So um, I love this system that we came up with. And it was actually just something that I built out on a regular task management software called Asana. So um, I am obsessed with it. If you are interested, um, I definitely have. I'm gonna put a link in the show notes to um, to my Asana course, where it's like this whole system of or a whole like little hour pre-recorded message with templates of how I set up the back end of my business. So can't even. I can't even praise it enough. Like even my director of operations said to me the other day, she was like, "It like Asana was the biggest game changer for our business." So I'm glad I can share that with you. Um, even if you're just solo and you're looking to grow, it's a great place to start building your, like building the back end of your business on. That way you can grow it later. But anybody, any client that I've had, any um, any student that I've had in my courses, like they would probably agree that this is the biggest game changer for their business too. Just to keep everything streamlined and keep communication nice and simple. All right. So the processes that I want you to have streamlined and copy and pasteable are your processes for payroll, your processes for um, your finances, whether it's your bookkeeping and accounting. I want to make sure that you have that like down because if you're going to be adding on a different location, imagine like how hard it can be to manage bookkeeping on your own for one location, let alone now you're adding two and that can get really confusing. So I think the best way to do that is to just, you know, in my opinion, hire the professional. Um, they can actually take, like, I have my entire business under one EIN, like LaBelle Artistry, LLC. And then I have, um, I have both studios under that on different charts of accounts and th- my bookkeeper just sets it up. Everything is still taxed under like the one EIN. And it's just really simple for me to still be able to see which business um, which business location is profitable. I mean, they're both profitable luckily, but um, if one of them wasn't, I would be able to see like, okay, what's going on here? Why is this not working? I can still see all of the numbers separately as if they were two businesses. Um, and I love that. And then I'll even have like my, like my training and everything like that. When we do lash trainings, I have that in a separate chart of accounts too. And um, it's just really cool to be able to see like where your numbers are coming from. So make sure you have all of that together. Make sure you understand how to read your numbers before duplicating to a second business because that can get really, um, really hairy and difficult. Um, but it's it's doable. So um, lastly, with your processes, I want you to make sure that you have checks and balances in place. So even when you're not there, if you have employees who are handling cash, um, if they are, you know doing the deposits for the day. We have checks and balances like, you know, a little, um, Google sheet that says how much cash was like going to be deposited for that day. We make sure somebody initials off on it. We have like, unfortunately a couple of times had money go missing from the register or missing from the safe. And it was really easy to pinpoint exactly why that happened because of those checks and balances. So, um, you know, protect your money as the owner, even, um, you know, like this is something that I just did a while ago because I learned that you just can't unfortunately trust everybody. And it could be a checks and balances simple as like having them send you a picture at the end of the night, if they're making the deposit, like how, whatever makes you feel comfortable, that's how you, um, that's how you do it. But you want to make sure that you actually have like a process in place for that. When you're thinking about like, how do you multiply yourself? You can't be everywhere at once. All right. So then next, um, you know, we already talked about streamlining the business and the importance of that. So, you know, instead of like, if you're already working full-time in one business, you don't want to add another like 40 hours in another business to that. So you need to make sure that not only are your systems scalable, your processes scalable, um, but things like your inventory, your communication, communication is key. How are you going to be able to not only communicate to you know, these five employees over here, but now you're doubling that and you have five employees at the next place too. And now you have 10 and being able to be available for them 24 seven is gonna burn you out really, really quickly. So you need to come up with processes of communication ahead of time too. I really like Slack. I've used like a free app on um, the iPhone before called GroupMe as well. And the reason I like to keep um, like company-wide communication in one of those um, over just like having text message is because I like to keep that work-life balance to where like if the employee isn't working that day, they don't necessarily have to check their Slack unless they want to. It's not like it's a text message coming up. Things are a lot more easier to like place where they need to and the employee can go back and reference it at any given time as opposed to looking through a whole text thread Um, and the employees just feel a little bit more like you're respecting their time. And as the owner, I want to be able to like, like I turn off my notifications after a certain amount of time, because I know my employees have it. I have, um, communication streamlined to where my employees know who to go to for what issues that way, you know, not everybody is coming to me for the same issues, especially if it's something that like I've already, outsourced. I don't want to say outsourced because it's all insourced in my business, but something that I've already like delegated to someone else, like vacation requests. I'm not the one that's going to handle vacation requests. My studio manager for that specific employee's studio is going to handle those types of requests. So, um, being able to communicate that with your employees, like, and why don't just say like, Hey, don't, don't message me. You're going to look like a jerk. But if you're like, Hey, I want to make sure that like, we're all keeping that work-life balance healthy. If you have like, if it's a non-emergency, can you please put it in Slack? You can DM me on Slack. Um, and you know, like I'll get to it in the very next business day hours or, you know, let them know that there's still that open line of communication. Hey, if there is an emergency, please feel free to call me or text me. But, um, for the most part, you're just kind of giving them like those like healthy boundaries for your life too, because you have to be able to be present with your family. You have to be able to be present for things. And like, I think it also like stops the employee for a second too, to say like, Hey, is this an emergency? Is this something I can problem solve on my own? Um, And they'll actually like think before sending you the message as opposed to like traditional texting. So I love that. Um, lastly, like when I did open up the second studio space, like I want to touch on how I was able to like create that like healthy, um, culture there. And by opening that location at first, what I did was I actually would work there like one day a week at first. I did that for probably almost an entire year, if not maybe a little bit longer until I really realized that the business was completely profitable without me there. So I I pulled back and yeah, the business has just continued to grow since. Now, if I were to ever open up a third location, I'm not going to you know, drive. I'm not gonna, I don't work in either of the studios now, really. So I'm not gonna drive down there. So, how would I then set it up to where I didn't necessarily have to be there? Well, I would look at that like internal um, onboarding and training structure. And I would also look to like the studio managers that I have set up and kind of like create the expectations for those employees from the beginning. I now know so much more about my numbers going into a studio space that I would know um, how to kind of structure it from the beginning. And, um, so you don't necessarily have to think about working in it, but if you want to, and you have the time, if you're working five days in one studio, maybe take one of those five days away and work one in the other. That's a really good way to kind of like transition in it. Your employees get to know you, they get to care about you. They get to see like how you run the business. Um, so I think that's the best option until you do have that, like, um, you know, that those different people under you where you have like your director of operations, you have your studio managers like I have, and you have your lead training artists that can kind of like help duplicate the culture that you've created. Which leads me into my last segment is, um, if you're looking to copy and paste your business model and um, not really trade, you know, not work harder, you wanna work smarter, we wanna think about how to create that internal training structure the first thing you need to do is define what that training structure looks like to you. So for us, if we have estheticians coming in or lash artists, I gauge to say like, okay, what services do they already have? I have in my asana that I was talking about, I have an onboarding template that I created that actually will break down like what a training process might look like, whether it's learning. Um, I always like to train on body waxing first because it's the quickest, easiest, most profitable service for them to learn that way they can like get that out of the way and start taking paying clients right away without like, maybe they're still learning how to do lashes. Maybe they have to like really put time into that because we know you don't learn that overnight, but something like waxing can be easily taught and get them just like working, taking paying clients, making a little bit money while they, um, while they get better at the other types of services that they're doing. So, um, in our training program, like we start there, then we'll introduce classic lashes. We'll make sure that they know how to do their brow shaping and tinting properly. And each time they, they go through this with their training manager, they will get it checked off and that service will then get put on to be able to be bookable so that they can make money on those services. So my hierarchy of how I have my trainers, I have a lead lash artist in each location. And then I have an overall spa manager that handles the things like um, teaching them all the facial protocols, skincare ingredients, this different skincare lines on a deeper level. I have an expert, um, I have two expert waxers internally that will help train the employees on that. So, you know, first things first, when we hire somebody, they go to one of those expert waxers. Once they get checked off for that, they're then going to the, um, the spa manager to learn like how to basically take their facial that they learned in school and then learn how to do it to our protocol and like what, um, products we use and how we do it and the different modalities we use. So they get checked off on that and then they get into like the deeper lash training. So, um, just having that defined and then making sure that they're going through it, like checklists, like checklist style is really helpful. And then through using Asana, it's really cool because I can, um, I can have myself on it so that I can see at any given time, like where they're at in their training. I have the trainers linked to their onboarding, um, portal, and then the employees can actually look into, they can ask questions, they can load pictures, they can comment. So as they're taking models, they can like load their lash models. And then I can comment on them even if I'm not physically there. So that's super helpful, especially when we're talking about like multiple locations, but it's super helpful. Even me now removed as the manager, just because I can't, I can't have my eyes on everything like at every given second. So it's a great way to just like have that whole process streamlined. And then, um, when we're talking about like who to promote within, like I would say, pick somebody that really embodies your mission, vision, and values in your company. And somebody that is just like, has that ability to like almost like command leadership to command respect and that is going to like make sure that they are instilling like all of those great qualities into these new hires. I think it's really important to have like somebody like that who is um easily looked up to because then you have these people coming in and they're like okay, this is the um epitome of like what I need to strive to achieve. Like this I want to be just like this person who is that like um exemplified like employee of the business. So really important to get into that too. I know this was a really jam packed like value session, but, um, you know, I think that it's really important to just start think about if you are a solo business owner, like how can you clean up your business today to make it more successful for like the next three years, five years, 10 years, hopefully like this is your first step. And the cool thing about this is I actually, um, I have like a whole 10 week program, um, based around like all of these models, but like broken down into different things of like what you need to focus on as far as like bringing, um, like how do you get your brand messaging across? How do you really set up these systems? Like in great detail, how do you really learn how to lead and motivate your employees, how to create this like whole onboarding and training thing? Um, I go over that all in my 10 week group coaching program called the profitable salon blueprint, which is launching on, um, July 21st doors are opening and it's going to begin August 21st. So this is going to be the summer to really get all your ducks in a row and get everything like moving so that we can hit Q3 and Q4 with like really great strength. I'm so excited to introduce these new, um, new people into the program. So if you are interested in that, the link is going to be in the show notes, get on the wait list. You will see, um, there's going to be a three day presale right before the doors open. So coming so soon, if you have any questions, you can always find me on Instagram, but until next time, thank you for joining me on the last journey and I will talk to you soon.